Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a great actor on stage or television? Do you wish you had an acting coach to help you get to the next level? Or maybe you just have a great idea for a movie, series, or play, but aren't quite sure where to start? Well, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Sam Prince, and I am the director of a production company here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and have been an actor for over 30 years. I've directed and written plays and screenplays and taught many acting classes. This podcast is your place to learn how to move forward with your career in acting, theater, film, playwriting, screenwriting, and much more. There will be inspiring conversations with special guests as well. So welcome to the Creativatorium Podcast and action! Welcome, welcome to the Creativatorium Podcast. I am your host, Sam Prince. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for my guest, Mr. Roger Rappaport. How are you, sir? Great. Good to be back uh, with you. Um, we've been working together, and now it's it's great to be talking to you and not, not be under the gun uh, with cameras shooting. Exactly. Uh- <laughs> exactly exactly that and that was really where we first met right on on that side right. we met on the shore of lake michigan um shooting a trailer for a play and um right. you're uh you're the lead uh actor in the trailer and it, it was a tough part and uh we uh are very happy to tell you that the trailer has met with great response so you have another career awesome. ahead of you that's awesome man i so appreciate it that was so much fun it was for the play Old Heart, which you and I will discuss later on, of course. But um, it was just a beautiful setting right on Lake Michigan and just a beautiful home. And we shot it right there. And it was cool. It was it was great. Great. And we'll give uh, give your audience a link to it so they can actually see you in action. You know, um, yes. yes, you know, yes. pictures worth a thousand words. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just so honored to have you on. You know, the area of producing is such a, such you know, it's such a great and an interesting field. And you know, I, like you already know, you know, Frederick, the play, was my first kind of dipping my toes in the producing realm. And uh, man, it's just, it's such a, I, I can't. I can't even put into words how, you know, from directing and just acting to jumping into producing is it's just a whole new world. Well, as you know, uh, every actor is a writer. Uh, and I think most actors understand that because they're constantly working the lines, you know, adjusting the script uh, with the help of the director, cutting it if they need be. I mean, even Shakespeare gets cut, right? Um, right. Romeo and Juliet doesn't always play at full length, correct? And uh right. So, you know, even at that level, we all know that um, every actor, uh, even if they love the entire play and want to do it word for word, they're working with the director um, to adjust uh, and modify the script. But I think what most actors don't realize is that, um, uh, and you're you're um, a good example, 
is that they also have directing ability and potentially producing ability. And when you do all four, um, you get a worldview. I know when I started out as a film producer on my first movie, uh, uh, Water Walk, um, here in um, Muskegon, where I live, uh, Tom Harriman, who is a veteran actor uh, and director uh, in Muskegon, taught for many years at community college, uh, his first words of advice, well, if you're going to if you're going to produce a movie, you have to understand what it's like to be an actor. So he sent me to Second City and I took an acting class. And we wow. uh, did I learn what it's like to be an actor. Uh, but I also, as a result of that, found some actors who I'm still working with. <laughs> wow. So, uh, but in your case, uh, Frederick Douglass play, uh, producing, directing, starring and writing. I mean, that's that's something that uh, gives you a worldview. And even if you don't continue yeah. doing all four, um, in, in our case, for example, uh, in Old Heart, um, which is premiering in Detroit, May 14th and 15th, um, you're not a director, you're not a producer, and you're not a writer. You're back to being an actor, which is great. Yeah. But yeah. Having that versatility uh, gives you a, a, you have a much better picture of what the uh, director and the actor, and, the, and the, in this case, the playwright, um, are thinking, and I think it makes you a much stronger uh, and more, you know, more flexible. I guess would be the word. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. I agree. So <clears throat> let's talk about you. Let's talk about what got you started. What 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 gave you that passion? Where you started? I know you just talked about your first film in Muskegon, and then just bring us up to now, like your career. Well, my, my background is as a journalist beginning in Muskegon, and then uh, I worked as a student intern at the Wall Street Journal. I was editor of the University of Michigan Daily in Ann Arbor uh, after finishing high school in Muskegon. And Were then I really? Yes. Wow. And then mm -hmm. I moved to, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I went to Michigan myself and read right. the daily every day. Right. So I was the editor of the paper, and uh, we had a wow. very interesting time in the 60s, of course. A lot was going on. And that was uh, a great opportunity to move ahead into uh, doing magazine articles, books, and uh, working for newspapers. And then uh, I became a book publisher. And one of those books, Water Walk, uh, became my first movie. And I suddenly realized that I couldn't uh, be a book publisher and also be a film producer and continue writing. So I decided to shift uh, to producing Water Walk and then two more films. Um, I produced uh, Error, which is about an airplane that disappears. Water Walk is about a father and son who decide <laughs> on a whim to paddle one of the toughest canoe routes in the country, uh, the Discovery Route of the Mississippi, which begins in St. Ignace, Michigan, and winds up in St. Louis. And of course, you have to cross Lake Michigan, uh, two uh, rivers in Wisconsin, um, and then the Fox and the, and the Wisconsin River. And then finally, the Mississippi itself. Um, and as we learned when we were shooting the movie, um, that's a tough river to paddle. In fact, it was flooding when we shot the film. So it was it was a real experience. Uh, wow. But it turned out to be a, a really great film. It's our 10th anniversary this year and uh, of the movie. And then my second film was about an airplane that disappears. Now, everybody knows about the Malaysian plane um, that was shot down. Uh, but uh, there was a second Malaysian plane that they're still looking for uh, that was lost somewhere somewhere on a flight um, you know out of out of Malaysia and that uh, that story is echoed by my movie Pilot Air which is about another plane that disappeared an Air France jet flying from Rio to Paris that was lost in the Atlantic for 22 months that plane they did find uh, and 
my film is about that true story. And finally, uh, Coming Up for Air, which is a uh, story about uh, a mom who has a college age son who's an academic and athletic star is beginning to unravel. And she's beginning to realize that she has to become much more than a caregiver. She has to help him uh, get uh, help uh, as quickly as possible. And of course, he doesn't think anything's wrong. And then he drops out of school. He's living in his car. and Then he disappears. So she's got to find him uh, and try to get him uh, help that will, you know, uh, make it possible for him to resume and the life that he, he, the path that he was on. And uh, that film has played all over the country. We, we've won six best uh, feature awards for uh, coming up for air and four for pilot air. Um, wow. So, uh, and Deborah wow. Staples, the lead actress who I mentioned earlier, has won seven best actress awards uh, for in Italy. So we're very happy for her. Um, and then, as you know, um, Old Heart is a play adapted from the South Haven writer uh, Peter Ferry's novel about an 85-year-old World War II vet who decides to skip out on his family's plan to uh, put him in assisted living. He hops on a plane to Amsterdam and he's determined to find a translator that he worked with during World War II, smuggling food and supplies from liberated Southern Holland, which was liberated in the fall of 44 uh, to the north um, across Nazi lines. And uh, unfortunately, this story uh, echoes exactly what's going on in the Ukraine right now. Um, yeah. With, uh, you know, literally people uh, don't have food, water, clothes, medical care or anything. And that's, right. that's what our play is about. Um, in the Northern Holland during that hunger winter, uh, people were starving. Uh, they didn't have medical supplies and so on. So here we are, you know, 80 years later, <laughs> echoing, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 80 years later, echoing this, the tragic uh, chain of events. We never imagined yeah. it could happen again, certainly not in Europe. Um, it just, right. you know, it just, but here we are. Um, so right. the play is unfortunately more timely than any of us working on it would like to be. And as one of the actors in the show, you know that we have a, a great director, Carl King, who's um, the grandson of Detroit royalty. His uh, grandfather, Maurice King, um, led the, <laughs> The touring a Motown Review. I yeah. worked with Barry Gordy for 10 years. Uh, he had his own yeah. band, the Wolverines. He's kind of a legend in Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Carl grew up going to rehearsals with the Jackson Five, you know. Yeah. His grandfather discovered Gladys Knight, you know. So he was yeah. uh, there with the Supremes, uh, you know. So he's, he's uh, there's a lot of lineage there, you know. And working in Detroit has just been a godsend. We're at the Redford Theater, um, May 14th and 15th uh, for the premiere events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was a great segue into that because I really want to talk about that story. And, sure. And because we, it, it was adapted for the stage and, and some of the roles were changed, right? That's correct. Uh, we did adjust some of the casting. Um, believe it or not, um, my wife uh, and Carl together came up with the same idea, uh, which is that in the in the book, uh, Tom Johnson, who is the the eighty five year old war vet, um, is a paratrooper. But we changed uh, that uh, role and made him a um, an inf infantryman who uh, was part of the Red Ball Express. Now, I doubt that any of your listeners had ever heard of the Red Ball Express. I hadn't until my wife came across a, a 
my wife Marty came across a newspaper story um, mm-hmm. about this unit that um, basically, again, echoing what's going on in the Ukraine, um, when Patton's army, uh, after D-Day, when they started heading east toward Germany, uh, the Germans had blown up all the roads. So they had to figure out, and of course the ceilings were blocked. So they had to take a convoy of mostly African-American soldiers to transport all the fuel, all the supplies, all the things you've been reading about in Ukraine that have been hanging up the, Ru- the Russian army, uh, all the ammo, everything. They had to track it over uh, back roads, through minefields. Uh, they had, you know, <laughs> had to put sandbags on the bottoms of their trucks. So when they went over the mines, it didn't blow up uh, these troop transports. Uh, there was enemy fire. They were driving these oil tankers through burning towns so that Panton's army could advance. And um, so our our uh, our lead character, Tom, gets to Holland as part of the Red Ball Express team. And yeah. um, so that was a major change in the book. Um, yeah. But most people don't realize that this integrated unit was mostly African-American, about 75 percent was critical to Patton's advance toward Germany. And in fact, it's the same thing that hung up the Russian army that, you know, uh, they, they had, thanks to these brave um, soldiers in the Red Ball Express. I am looking for two types of creative cats. I'm looking for people who want to learn how to act or want to improve their acting skills. I provide acting and audition coaching for every level. But I'm also looking for all those creative cats out there who have a play or a screenplay idea, or maybe you're just stuck and need help writing your masterpiece. I can help you with that too. Just go to samber.productions. That's S-A-M-B-E-R.productions and click coaching and all your options are right there and we will achieve your goals together it's never too late all right let's go and they were driving 36 hour shifts literally changing seats because one would get really sleepy so they would literally change seats without stopping the vehicle they'd switch seats in motion it was just unbelievable courage Um, so now he gets to holland finally the sea lanes open Uh, So they don't need to keep running the Red Bull Express. And that's where he begins working with the underground. uh, But he needs a translator to help him uh, smuggle food and supplies to the north. And that's that's what the play is about. Yeah, that's see, that is so exciting, man. Right. And of course, when he gets there, as you can imagine, uh, six years later, the translator, he can't find her. So he goes to an attorney to try to uh, locate her. Uh, and the attorney says, give me a couple of days. He comes back two days later uh, with the death certificate of the translator, Sarah von Prague, and says to Tom Johnson, well, do uh, you want to fly back, coach your business? I'll get you a flight back to Detroit. And Tom says, no, 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 I'm, I'm sure she's still alive. And that's where the play really starts. That's really the beginning yeah. of the story. So, yeah. Yeah. Is he right? Is she still alive or is he you know, lost it? you know yeah yeah that's exciting may 14th and 15th it's friday and saturday it's actually saturday and sunday and sunday is a matinee for anybody who wants to drive down now uh we should note that we have um uh gene bailey a very well-known grand rapids actress um very familiar uh, that area 
yeah. and also uh, we have Shelly Irwin uh, is joined our cast. Uh, oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, that's and awesome. then Kirk Wahamaki, the artistic director of Michigan Civic Theater, uh, is um, the assistant director and production designer. And then we have two actors from Muskegon. Um, so we have Melanie Lamrock and Jakari Carson who are in lead roles. So we have West Michigan very well represented. Yay. Yay. Coming to Detroit. Yep. Yeah. All right. Exciting. Very cool. All right. So one question I'd like to ask you, Roger, which, you know, I, I'd like to educate the audience in whatever we're talking about. So in the producing realm, um, if you could give some advice, what would that be? Okay. So I produced three feature films and um, decided that I wanted to produce a play because I felt that Old Heart really lent itself to the stage. And um, the probably the first thing that I did was finding a director. That was the toughest part. And uh, I called Steve Overstreet, um, who runs all the special events at the Redford Theater, where we premiered all three of our films. Uh, the Redford is a unique, uh, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the wealthier, the Frauenthal, you know, it's a historic uh, theater yeah. uh, from the 20s. And yeah. uh, they've been phenomenally successful. It's one of the most successful independent nonprofit theaters in the country, and they get huge audiences. Uh, they'll do things like bring in Rita Marino and show the original West Side Story. Uh, but they right. also do a lot of uh, premiere events. And uh, when I called down to Steve, he said, well, I know a director uh, that would be really good for this. And he linked me up with Carl King. So finding yeah. finding a good director is, is really tough because you need yeah. somebody who shares your passion for it and has the time to really devote to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he, in turn, uh, has you know, taken the reins in a way that is just um, amazing to me because he has produced a lot of one-of-a-kind um, plays. And like you, he's a triple threat. He writes, produces, and directs. And what mm -hmm. that means is that he has deep knowledge uh, of any script, in other words, of how to make it playable. Um, and he has a whole uh, a great team of actors and so forth. But just to give you an idea of who Carl is, uh, dramedy is kind of his special specialty. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, a, a typical kind of show that he'll do is There Goes the Neighborhood, about a white family moving into a black neighborhood. So he's got a good sense of humor. And comedy, even in a, uh, a serious drama, uh, you know, there's there's some comedic moments. Uh, so he's mm -hmm. got a lot of different skills. Uh, the other thing I would say um, mm -hmm. that's really critical, mm -hmm. and Carl and I have worked on this together because, you know, you're part of it. Casting is really tricky because you have to find actors that can hit the ground running, unlike a movie where you can shoot over and over again. Um, not only do you only get one chance every night. You know, you, you can't you can't rewind. <laughs> right, right, right. So what what it really means is you have act you have to have very, uh, very proficient actors. And as you know, uh, a lot of them in character roles have us unlike the leads who have the whole play basically to sketch out their identity. Um, mm -hmm. In the case of character actors, they have to hit, really hit the ground running. So they have to be believable within seconds of their walking on stage, and that's that's really tough. You know, mm -hmm. um, fortunately, we have a, a lot of veterans. And as you know, uh, I, I would say that the number one rule in any production, and I don't care what the show is, comedy, drama, 
uh, you know, um, you know, tragedy, whatever it is, um, there are no small parts in any production, you know, behind stage, everybody gets that, but I'm talking about on stage, you know, the guy who gives a Brutus his sword, it's not a big part in Julius Caesar, but boy, you got to have the right mm. actor doing that. Mm. Otherwise right. it just blows the whole scene out of the water. And you're dealing right. with very experienced audiences, you know, who might in their lifetime have seen hundreds of shows, not to mention, you know, what's on uh, television. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've got very sophisticated audiences and, and that's where the casting is really tricky, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. finding the right person. For example, one of our key roles in the table read that you were part of for the entire script, we actually moved one of the actors up into another role because she was so good a cold reading that we thought she could, we wanted to try her on a bigger part and she got a, she got an upgrade basically. Yeah. So some happens, um, you know, in rehearsal where we actually uh, had been looking for an actor for this particular role, uh, a male actor. And then we decided, Hey, this woman can be a, be a lawyer. We'll, we'll make it a, a, a woman lawyer. It'll be even better. And she's, That's she's awesome. just been terrific. She's so excited. Um, her That's name is awesome. Carol Ludwig. And you'll see when, when we do the next uh, stage reading, she's she's just mastered this role of being a Dutch attorney, so. That's so great, that's so great. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds like to me, to sum up what you just said, is that you have to have an excellent team. Right, and the other rule that I would say for, you know, whether it's a high school production, a Christmas play, you know, or a Broadway show, you know, you have to, you have to always, be aware that in any any show that you do um there's no such thing as a lock script um and you know yeah. i've who directed yeah. two of my films and starred in the third um bob says you know he's been on film sets you know major hollywood shows you know with major directors you know at the level of say spielberg uh and they're still revising the script at nine o'clock in the morning you know because yeah. oh. something Something didn't play the way it was supposed to, you know. So true. That is so true. I mean, so in the table read that you were part of, there was what I call miscues, and these were the the actor reads the line, but he changes a word, and just it's not in the script. And usually, mm -hmm. when an actor does that, from my experience, it's because they're making it more colloquial. It's not the way it would read. It's the way it would be said. And and right. I frequently am, like in the table read we did, I'm adjusting the script because the way the actors make it more colloquial, it just sounds better. And so, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be flexible. Man, that is so true. That's so true. I'm so excited for the play now, you know, like just talking about it and, and you know, the, I know we got excellent director, excellent cast, so. Yeah, well, the state of Michigan and the city of Detroit are two unique places. Audiences are fantastic. But we've also gotten a lot of support from the community. Um, we got a Michigan Humanities Grant, um, the veterans groups, uh, a lot of the leaders of the Jewish community. There's a Black Jewish Coalition, uh, Senior Resources, uh, Visit Detroit. Um, you know, it's Redford awesome. is emerging as an arts and entertainment district on the northwest side of Detroit. And for anybody in your audience who's never been to the Redford Theater, um, it's just a beautifully restored movie palace. And that alone is why a lot of people prefer to see shows there rather than in their neighborhood theater uh, when yeah. it comes to movies, because it's such a great environment, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So let's play a quick game and then we'll sign off. Sure. 
Um, I asked you to give me four of your favorite actors as of right now today, and we're gonna we're gonna have a little bracket final four. See who is your favorite out of these four. Yeah, sure. All right, all right. Okay. And now, you just so the audience knows, you gave me these names right before we started, and to be honest right. with you, a couple of them you're gonna have to describe for me and help me with. All right, yeah, I'm, sure. excited to, I'm excited to hear about it. Right. So, like, for example, the first one was Mark Rylance. Right. Right. And uh -huh. we'll, pit, we'll pit him up against Richard Reilly. Sure. So Mark Rylance is best known as um, the uh, artistic director of the Globe Theatre in London. Um, and that, if you, you know, West End plays like Jerusalem and so forth, um, he actually is British, but his family lived in Milwaukee um, when he was growing up, and that's where he really got his start. Um, okay. uh, he, he's been in a lot of films lately, so he shifted a lot. He was in Dunkirk, uh, BFG, uh, Bridge of oh, Spies. Yeah? yeah, Bridge of Spies, which was a Spielberg film. Um, so he's he's done quite a bit of, um, you know, more recently, um, a, a lot of television and, and film. So okay. you, you you can see him, um, you can see him on on screen. But his stage work okay. is incredible. His his three hour performance in Jerusalem is kind of a legend, um, and he's actually reprised it. Um, he's been in the TV movie Richard the Second and so on. So he's wow. what I okay. to be one of the, the great um, stage actors of our of our time. Uh, Richard okay. really is much better known, I think, in America because he's been in movies that. You know, are very widely seen. Uh, I think my favorite performance of all of his work, and he's been in two of my films, um, is um, in Office Space. You know, he's just, you know, hilarious. It's one of the one of the great. Uh, Which TV. one is he in Office Space? Uh, he plays the guy. Uh, you know, um, just a second. Is it the one that comes around and says, um, I'm going to need you to. He's the guy uh, that keeps wanting to get his stapler back, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. He yeah. is great. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to pick between those two, who would okay. be Yeah. Um, I would pick, uh, of the two, I would pick Richard just because he's so versatile. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. Great. And then the other two were Cicely Tyson, which yeah. everybody, everybody knows right. who she is. Deborah Staples, right. And Deborah Staples. Um, that's a good one. I would I would have to call it a tie because they're so different. But let me let me try to hedge this way. Um, what makes these actors, all these four actors, really great is they can do anything, any kind of role, serious comedy, you name it. Um, yeah. And that's that's the market, but you know, they're not pigeonholed. And you know, Cicely Tyson is obviously much better known than Deborah Staples, but I I put it to you this way: anybody who knows the work of both actors has seen them both would would tell you that the way they disappear into their characters, you know, I in, in both cases, and I've heard this from audiences on for both these actresses. And by the way, if you haven't read Cicely Tyson's uh autobiography, you know, she died last year just right. after her autobiography came out it's one of the great show business biographies autobiographies 
And she talks about how people keep coming up to her and say, was that you in that play? I thought that was, that didn't look like, that wasn't you, was it? Or that yeah. movie, no, that wasn't you, was it? Deborah gets that all the time. You know? <laughs> the people will watch it for two hours on stage and not even realize that it's her. And yeah. that's, that's why I call it a tie because they both have this incredible ability to change not just their um, their look or their speech patterns, you know, or their walk or their gait or, you know, age up or age down, but they can embody uh, a character so believably that you completely lose track of the fact that it's somebody you know. Uh, and I, I consider that to be magic. I mean, yeah. you do that, all actors do it, but some yeah. actors make a career out of it. They don't oh, want yeah. to be typecast any which way. They always want to do something. They always want to be a character they've never been. You know, oh. that's what's cool for them. And if you talk to oh. them, they say they're looking for roles that are people that they've never tried, whether it's the Amish Project or Sounder, you know, yeah. those are two examples. Yeah. Um, and that's what directors want, is somebody mm -hmm. with that ability to, uh, to master a role they've never done. And that's that originality is what I think has helped me tremendously as I, I benefit from the fact, and you would appreciate this, some of the best actors in the country are from our region. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of film production here. So right. for a, a producer like you or me, you know, um, there's a tremendous opportunity, um, yeah. you know, to, so um, to, to benefit from yeah. all this incredible talent um, that in, in a place like New York or LA would be unavailable because they'd be shooting another film, you know? Right. Right. So true. So okay. True. And I, I, just to piggyback what you said, like, um, you know, when, when you can do all types of roles, there, there's actors out there who are pretty much the same every time you see them. Yep. That's and right. There's actors, and there's actors that are like yep. completely different every time you see them. Yeah, you can't those, believe it. Those are the step up right. above actors. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Great. Well, so thank yeah, you. so 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 if we had to say it would out of those four, your favorites would be the two women. I think so. Tied, yeah, tied with the two women. I think so. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm cool with right. that. I'm cool with that. I totally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And if all you right, see well, the work, I mean, you can you can see all four of them any. Anytime you want on screen, you know, uh, they're all they're all film actors. So, you know, any any of your your audience can look them up and see their work. And, you know, we can we can send that information to them if they want it. OK, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Great. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much thank you. for joining me. This was awesome. I'm honored to have you. Um, anything you're working on after Old Heart by chance? Um, I have a novel coming out um, and it's inspired. Um, by a kidnapping case in the 70s. Um, it's, a, it's a fictional story, but it's inspired by a true story of a, a media heiress who gets kidnapped. And it's called uh, My Search for Sarah Price, and it will be out later this year. Wow. All right. <laughs> and my, my website, rogerrappaport.com. So it's R-O-G-E-R-R-A-P-O-P-O-R-T.com. Uh, has all this information. All right. Okay.com. All right. That's awesome. Good. I got I gotta have you back on when that comes out. Thanks Please. a lot. Thank you very right. much. Take Sweet. care. Thanks, Roger. Thanks. Take care, man. Bye bye.
Hey, 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 thank you for listening to the Creativatorium Podcast. Again, my name is Sam Prince, and it is my honor to be your host, and thank you so much for listening. I would also be honored if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and say some nice things about what you just heard. And definitely please listen every week. We come out every Tuesday. Also, for more information about coaching classes, workshops, and upcoming productions, please check out our website, samber.productions. That's S-A-M-B-E-R dot productions. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. And remember, all the world's a stage. Mm-hmm.